0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 536 of So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast that's all about writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo, I'm CEO of the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses, and I'm your host. This is a bonus episode where I'm bringing you our My Big Break segment, where a relatively new author outlines how they got their big break. I know that for many aspiring writers, it can be very helpful to hear about published authors get their big break, especially if they've recently released their debut novel. I mean, sure, it's still really interesting when a veteran author who has published a gazillion novels talks about their big break. But often, their debut novels were actually quite a while ago, and perhaps the publishing industry has changed since then. Or, you know, maybe the opportunities are a little bit different these days compared to when they were getting out there in the world for the first time. So this short and sharp segment that will appear from time to time from a relatively new author, who will talk about how they got their big break is just for you. And because their big break is so recent, at least you know that this is a path that's possible for you or one that you might even pursue. Today, I'm talking to Leanne Yong, author of Two Can Play That Game. And I found the story of her big break so interesting because her search kind of went all over the world, um, only for her book To Find a Home with Australian publishers, Alan and Unwin. It's also a great story of persistence and having faith in your work. So without further ado, let's hear from Leanne. Leanne is an Asian-Australian author of Singaporean and Malaysian heritage who loves writing the diaspora experience into contemporary and fantasy fiction, She started her career as an IT business analyst, which she classifies as boring, and is now an escape room creator, which she says is much more interesting. Thanks for joining us today,
1: Leanne. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on here.
0: Congratulations on your debut novel, Two Can Play That Game. For listeners who don't yet have a copy, can you tell us what it's about?
1: So Two Can Play That Game is a YA rom-com about a Malaysian-Australian teen, Sam Koo, who's graduated from high school and she wants to be a full-time developer. So there's a super rare ticket to a game design workshop, which is what she needs to kickstart her career. Except when an auntie's son, Jay Chua, sneakily grabs the last ticket, it's war. Using the power of the Asian Gossip Network, Sam issues him with an ultimatum, five games, Five rounds, one winner. But maybe this entire competitive game they're playing themselves, well, also has a co-op mode.
0: Fantastic. So what made you think of writing this story?
1: Well, I've always been a big gamer, Um, loved video games growing up, and I happened to be watching a rom-com movie, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist adapted from a book, really enjoying it. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be so much fun if we could have two teens bonding over um, indie games, for example, just because I like games. I don't know that much about indie music, which is what they do in the movie. And so, you know, then you add the kind of Asian elements to it, because I was thinking there is no self-respecting Asian parent who would let their children run around any hour of the night um, going wherever they want to all these clubs. <laughs> and so it was like it'd be hilarious to, you know, family dinners or you know, just get together it's generally, all the aunties sticking their noses in, all that kind of thing. Um, and it grew from there.
0: I love it. All right. So we're gonna talk about your big break because there were many steps <laughs> before this reached publication. Can you tell us a bit about how you got your break?
1: So I'd been writing for quite a while. Um and so at this point. It, be, it had been quite hard because I think this book, To Can Play That Game, was the seventh manuscript that I had written. And so I was just a bit at the point where there was this quiet desperation setting in um, where I was just like, is my writing even good enough? So I wrote this book mainly for myself, thinking it might not even sell. That's okay. I just want to write this one for fun, for a change. Um, and... Irony is that's the book that I connected with my agent over um, during one of the pitch contests online. So can you expand
0: on that, like so that people who aren't familiar with um, pitch contests and that sort of thing, how that happened?
1: Yes. So a pitch contest is pretty much where, or a pitch event, I should say, is pretty much where you're going online, there's a certain day and it used to be on Twitter um, a lot. I'm not sure what's happening these days, but um, basically what happens is that you go online, you have a day where you can pitch your novel. Do there may be categories such as, you know, this is for young adult or this is for contemporary or this is for fantasy. And you have to be able to pitch it in a tweet, make it compelling and still have some room for hashtags after. Um, agents will go through. They'll like the pictures that they enjoyed. It's more or less an invitation to submit to them. And then um, if they like enough, it goes through the standard querying process where you can, you know, if they enjoy it, they'll send you'll send your um your query letter, your uh falls of their requested after, and so on and so forth. So that was how I connected with my agent. And So then, the
0: the pitch event is not yes. um organized by the agent themselves. They're just participating as an agent. Is that correct? That is
1: that is correct, yes. So, so they normally- saw
0: your they yeah, they saw your pitch and yeah, tell us the all the, the steps that happened.
1: So this particular pitch contest, what happened was, or oh, sorry, this particular pitch event, what happened was that I put up my pitch. Um a few agents had liked it, so I sent out my um I sent out my query letter to all these agents and then Weighted as you do, but because it is a feature event where they have specifically requested your material, it does tend to move a bit faster when it comes to them actually getting to it, reading your query, all of that. So I got, I think, one reply back within, oh, maybe two or three days. It was shockingly fast given I'd not, I tried in the past, I hadn't gotten much interest. Other books had not gotten much interest. But so you had, days- you'd
0: participated in pitch, pitch events in the past, is what you're saying?
1: Yes, that's correct. i participated mm-hmm. in pitch events with, in the past with other novels, hadn't really gotten anywhere. So I was, to be honest, quite shocked that someone had gotten back to me so quickly within two or three days saying, I really enjoyed it, I'd like to have a call, have a chat about this. Um, which generally can mean I would like to make an offer, but it can also mean I want to have a chat, read and revise, come back. So talking to the first agent more, we talked more, and it turned out that they did want to actually make an offer of representation, which was very exciting. And so I let a few of the other agents know, the ones who had expressed interest, who I'd sent the query to, and my current agent, Came back as one of the few, one of the few came back saying, "I really enjoyed this. Can we have a chat as well?" So in the end, I think about three agents made offers off that lunch. <laughs> That's fantastic. It was yes.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> so was what, what did break. you submit? What did you actually submit to the agent?
1: So agents. what happened was, yes, <laughs> I first submitted. My query letter and the first few pages, they all ask for different things. Sometimes it's five pages, sometimes it's ten. It could be the first three chapters. And some starts with the full straight off the bat. So it really depends on how they work. Um, I tend to have multiple files that I can just copy and paste really easily. So they're all labeled, name of book, how many pages, name of book, how many pages, and so on and so forth. Um, So send that through. If they're interested, then they will come back saying, can I have the full if they don't already? um, That's already I found rare enough. And then when they do that, um, you send them the full manuscript and you wait. (laughs) Normally it takes a few weeks, months. I have heard of people who got a reply over a year into the thing, which that's quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I think because there was already an offer on the table, it did move a lot more quickly. And so I was getting responses within week or two weeks, that kind of thing. And you do want to give people time to actually read as well, give the agents time to read it. And so you tell them I will need a response by this date because I have an offer. And you can use that to nudge them along as well. And that... So, so you had interest. three... Three
0: offers of representation. Why did you go with your agent?
1: Um, One of the biggest things was that she had a lot of experience within the industry as working as the um, acquiring, basically the head acquiring editor of a smaller imprint in the US before um, and also having been an agent for many years. One of the most important things I found is how many people do they know? What contacts do they have? Because this industry is so much about networking, about who you know, who they know, sorry, um, and who will be reading their emails, for example. Because anyone can kind of put up a shingle, be like, I'm an agent, but I find that it's really, really important to have an agent who also knows who is working, people know them, who knows who they should be sending your manuscript to, who will be interested, who can build up that hype in the editorial space, the publishing space for your manuscript so that when they send it, people will get back to them, um, all of that. And so I found that she had a lot of experience in that area. She had represented clients whose books I thought were really great, who I enjoyed, and that made it quite an easy choice. But also on top of that, there's that's the business aspect of it. You definitely also want to make sure that the agent you know even if they're newer and don't have connections at least there's someone mentoring them for example and also that you get along with them in the sense of what is their editorial vision for your book does it match up um how do they work in terms of um sending back edits how quickly do they respond to your emails all of that um, factors into it as well and i felt from talking to my current agent that we got along really well in that sense because when i was asking things like how do you provide feedback she was just like i work with how you work you know big picture stuff i was asking things like do you take drafts of you know early drafts or do you want it when it's completely done again she was very flexible with that so for example for the next book that I'm working on. I just sent her drafts all the way from the beginning because that's how I work best. I do a skeleton and go out from there. And making sure that there was that kind of fit was really important.
0: And so were all your agents, all the agents who um, made offers, were they all in the US or elsewhere?
1: They were actually in the US. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just a function of a lot of these pitch events Um, They do tend to be, or a lot of publishing events generally do tend to be a lot more Mm. US-centric. There are some really great events and stuff here as well, but I think there's also not as many agents, for example, um, in Australia (laughs) compared to overseas.
0: (laughs) So you, you decide on this agent and you start working together. You go through an editing process. Tell us what happened after that. Because just because you get an agent doesn't mean you've got a book deal, right? So, tell us the rest of the steps.
1: So, that's very true. Just because you have an agent, there is no guarantee of anything, which, ooh, that's a painful lesson you learn. <laughs> and so, what happened was my book actually started off as a kind of university age, more in the adult, adult kind of new adult space. Um, when I started working with my agent. So she seemed pretty confident that there should be some interest even in that age group. So we did some general edits based on her feedback letter. It wasn't enough, wasn't anything too big. We went on a round of submissions. Um, these were mainly to US publishers because she's based in the US. Unfortunately, it was in a really weird space where the voice was more young adult, the concept because as Asians generally, you tend to live at home for longer, you know, especially until you get married or something. For example, or move out of this, out of the same city as your parents. It's just expectations. That's just culturally. That's how it works. And so, a lot of the feedback was that it feels too young for you know adult publishers to want to pick it up. But on the other hand, young adult publishers. Um, that she's not the main character is not a teenager anymore at that point. So it was in a very strange space where it just didn't really sit quite right in either of those spaces. So like the voice of the book itself was more young adult than adult as well. So because of that, it just, it really did have a very hard time finding its own space. We had a long talk, myself, my agent, and we said, okay, let's age this down to young adult. So it, was a lot of changing. It wasn't as simple, unfortunately, as just I'm going to change the age and this will be fine. No. Um, it changes a lot of the themes. What are you dealing with? What when you're about to go out of, when you're about to leave uni, go into the workforce, you're dealing with very different themes and challenges to I have just graduated from high school, uni is ahead of me. Um, so it feels like you're in a very different space. So we had to rework all of that. Um, and I do think it is stronger for it in the end, Um, and I'm So you basically rewrote the book? Yes. You you had to rewrite it? Yes, pretty much. There was all the key events still stayed the same, thankfully, and the overall structure, because I think that was solid. It followed your standard rom-com beats, um, but I did still have to rework a lot of the, um, I guess, the underlying themes and what she's dealing with and her character arc for example, um, to reflect more of that space.
0: And so how long did that take you and then what happened?
1: Um, so I was pretty busy because also I had personal stuff going on with my family, day job, the usual. I think it took me a good, oh, maybe five or six months. If I'd had the space to actually just sit down, and work, no other things happening in my life. I could have probably done it in two to three because I do work relatively fast when yes. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but um I think like a reasonable sound amount of time, for something like that, five to six months is not too bad. And so then after that, reworking it all, we did a few more smaller edits, just you know, the back and forth. She'll give inline notes. I will then handle those ones and then we'll um just small tweaks after that before we went on submission yet again <laughs> mm. to a lot of um young adult publishers in again in the US space. So what happened after that was that she went to the Frankfurt Book Festival, which is lots of international um, deals go down there as well. And Alan and Unwin, an Australian publisher, happened to be there. So um, they were very interested. Um, I get a call from my agent. So I do remember where I was. It's a bit of a depressing story because I was actually in the hospital with my dad at that time. Oh no! It was just yeah. Okay. Basically, I was in the hospital with my dad. It was end of life stuff, oh. and so I'm sitting there by his bed, and I get the um, get an email from my agent saying, "Can we talk? Um, there is interest from publisher Alan and Unwin," and mm. I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" That's and so I we got in a Zoom call immediately. And I'm sitting there, my dad's, uh, I'm on this little trundle bed next to him, taking a call going, they said, what? They're interested. They want to meet. They want to have a chat, all of that. Obviously, it wasn't an offer at that point. It's just, I think, because especially with a new author, publishers always want to feel feel you out first, get sure. an idea of who you are. Um, and so went back and forth, talked about it. Um eventually, over a few days, set up a time to meet up with them. Um, I was in Brisbane at the time, so it was good timing because I had to fly down to Sydney for a few days um, for to deal with business things and all of that, and happened to meet them um, when I went down to Sydney on the very last day right before I flew out again. <laughs> so we had an amazing chat, myself, um, the publisher, Anna McFarlane, and um my editor Nicola Santilli. So we all had a long chat about the book and it felt like they really understood it, what I was going for, all the themes, all the things that I wanted to cover. Um, and brilliant. After, brilliant. Yes. And then the rest is history.
0: So you exactly. got the Yeah, you got the deal and now it's with um Alan and Unwin. So your US agent got you an Australian deal. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I kind of joke that it just went around the world and came right back to Australia.
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of um, uh, perfect, really. Perfect. Yes, um. So cool. All right. So that's so exciting. Um, then you got the uh, book deal and um, oh, what are your plans now? Well, first- in terms of your author career.
1: I would love to obviously be able to work on a second book with them. Um, That would be amazing. So I have been working on a different manuscript um, that was most of last year where I went through all the drafts, worked on it with my agent, and we only just submitted it right before the Christmas shutdown, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. to Alan and Unwin because I wanted to work with them again. It has been such an amazing experience working with them. throughout the editorial process. And so and is that we'll also see. YA? It is also YA yes contemporary YA also Malaysian Australian protagonist because I think I love bringing diverse characters to the page and it's a lot of fun to I guess see these characters who I would have loved to see when I was a teenager <laughs> um, on in the books. Brilliant and
0: that's brilliant. That's- um so what advice can you give to aspiring authors who you know were in a position where you were not that long ago where you hadn't didn't have an agent didn't have a book deal you were pitching lots of places but you know what it wasn't getting traction what's your advice to those people now that you're in the right spot
1: <laughs> Um my advice to them would be keep working on it Because as much as a lot of people hate to admit it, a lot about the publishing industry is luck. It's about does my manuscript meet what happens to be in the zeitgeist at this kind of time, what agents are looking for, what publishers are looking for. And all you can do is be as prepared as you can to, I guess, grab that luck at any opportunities when they come. So write what you love. Don't chase trends because publishing is always years behind. And just keep at it because you want to be ready when, you, when for example, if something gets big in the publishing space, a certain theme or a type of book, and you can be like, hey, it just so happens one of these books I've been working on or even the current one is ready to go, is um is here. It's edited, and I can submit. Or, you know, if interest comes in, then you're ready to grab those opportunities. Basically, so just keep going, keep writing. Know that it is not necessarily you. Um, I mean, there's always room for improvement. I'm still, I've still got a long way to go. Always new things to learn, but it's not necessarily you because there is just so much that cannot be controlled in that space, and all you can do is be ready
0: wonderful advice and I think you're also living proof of writing what you love because you wrote this novel for fun for yourself and it was the thing that got you your big break so everyone two can play that game by Leanne Yong thank you so much for your time today Leanne
1: thank you so much again for having me Valerie it's been so fun chatting with you
0: I hope you enjoyed my chat with Leanne. If you're interested in writing your own young adult novel, we're launching a new course very soon called Writing for Young Adults. Make sure you register your interest on the website because if you do, I will be sending you an email when it launches for a VIP discount to reward you for being proactive about you know, your interest in writing for young adults. And trust me, the reward will be worth it because it will never be available at that special VIP price ever again. So make sure you don't miss out on that. You can find out more about the course and register your interest so that you can get the never-to-be-repeated VIP discount at writerscentre.com.au slash youngadult. That's writerscentre.com.au slash young adult All right, we've now reached the end of this bonus episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I love bringing these to you because I really think we can learn a lot from people who have recently been published and the path that they took to get there. Anyway, make sure you do join our listener community on Facebook. I'd love to see you in there. Just search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and request to join. And also feel free to connect with me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Valerie Coop that's k-h-o-o and my other life is over at valerieku.com oh and by the way thank you to those of you who started following my cat rocky which i mentioned a couple of episodes ago he is productive rocky on instagram and he posts lots of well of course you know cute photos of himself but some productivity tips as well (laughs) i know bit unusual he's like lots of purring lots of perfection and lots of productivity that's my cat productive rocky on instagram anyway i know that's a bit weird but hey that's me okay thanks for listening everyone and i look forward to chatting to you again next time thanks for listening to so you want to be a writer you'll find the show notes at writercenter.com.au slash podcast or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writercentre.com.au slash news, where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions and much more.